Hey everybody, this is Kevin W. Grossman from Reach West Radio wishing you all vitality and mindful presence in 2017. I'm currently working on all new shows for 2017, but in the meantime, I'll be rebroadcasting some of the most popular Reach West Radio shows from 2016, and I hope you'll give them a listen if you haven't done so already. Thank you again and enjoy. You're listening to Reach West Radio with your host, Kevin W. Grossman. It's time to live the effectual stretch. Then comes the part when you're simply walking down a street in your own community and the safety of you and your children is compromised because of one unstable person. And from that moment on, you vow to help children, teens, and adults of any and all backgrounds learning the skills and knowledge we all need to take charge of our own safety and well-being of our loved ones. This person being Irene von der Zande, Executive Director and Founder of Kid Power, Teen Power, Full Power International. Irene has launched a global movement that has reached over 4 million people since 1989. She works tirelessly to serve children, teens, and adults of all backgrounds, including those with special needs, through Kid Power workshops, partnerships, and educational resources. Plus, this organization holds a very special place in my heart, since my wife is now a certified Kid Power instructor, helping our daughters and our entire community to embody personal safety while maintaining empathy. I'm very excited to welcome this week's Reach West Radio guest, Irene Vondrazande, Executive Director and Founder of Kid Power, Teen Power, Full Power International. Irene, thank you again for being on the Reach West Radio podcast. First of all, why don't you tell us the story of why you founded Kid Power? Well, it's great to be here. And the reason I'm doing this work is because in 1985, I protected a group of young children, including my own two, from a man who was threatening to kidnap them. It was in the middle of a public place, in the middle of the day, with people standing all around. And it was a classic case of the bystander effect because here was this man charging towards us with his arms stretched out, shouting that he was going to take one of the girls I had with me to be wow. his bride. Wow. And I, um, I did what you'd do. Everybody else froze but me, but I did what you'd do. I stopped him. I got in between the man and the kids. Right. And I started yelling. And um, what I yelled was, is you're not allowed to scare children, which I later thought wasn't the most intelligent thing I'd ever yelled. <laughs> well, it was in the moment, though. So there you go. That's it. That's it. And, you know, the kids were fine afterwards because once I ordered this man who was watching to come over and help me, then the guy bothering us ran away. Um, but the kids, and so the kids saw that I yelled and the bad guy ran. Right. But I wasn't fine, and I kept thinking, what if, he'd, what, if, what if he'd knocked me down? What if he tried to touch one of those kids or take one of those kids? And I knew I'd do my best to stop him, but I wasn't sure how. So I, um, I took a self-defense class, learned a lot more about how, right. and realized I couldn't be with my kids all the time. And I didn't want them to live in a world that, where we were afraid of people. I wanted kids, my kids, first of all, my kids, I wanted to know how to keep safe. And then pretty soon it was all kids. And then it was everybody. 
I wanted everybody to know how to take charge of their own emotional and physical safety and well-being. That's no, that's that's an amazing story. Very frightening. Any any parent out there, uh, or any any just human being with anybody close to them, young or old, that has been confronted by something scary, violent. And to do what you did first, first and foremost is, you know, very brave. And again, like you said, maybe not the smartest thing, but it, and, and again, in the moment you were there, you were, you, it was a, a defense mechanism immediately. Right. Right. I was, the yelling was good. They, exactly what I said. Maybe I could have said something else, <laughs> but at least I didn't curse and swear it in which case yeah, triggered ex- it worse. Exactly. Exactly. So listen, so that's great. Thank you for, for sharing that, that story. I think a lot of people, it would resonate with a lot of folks uh, around the globe for that matter. But why don't we tell us a little bit more about Kid Power? Who does it serve? Um, how many programs are there globally? Give us a little bit more of a story around Kid Power today. Okay, well, Kid Power today, you know, after that incident, I gathered with a lot of people from different, you know, disciplines, martial artists, uh, law enforcement people, educators, parents, mental health people. And we, to develop programs in child protection and positive communication and personal safety for, um, for all ages and abilities. We started with kids, but it became quickly clear that people with special needs need these skills. People in workplaces do families, senior centers, organizations, places of worship. And so at this point, um, we have, uh, you know, we, we, we are teaching everybody. That's basically it. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. So how does Kid Power Today help children and adults of, of many diverse backgrounds stay safe with one another as well as developing better relationships. Can you give us some examples? Sure. Um, and, and one thing I'd like to say is, because I like the of many backgrounds, we're finding that um, we work with, we, you know, we've worked uh, and taught classes on every continent and countries on every continent of this world except right. Antarctica. Wow. And people write to us from all over the world, different countries, saying that these skills, it, it's like health. Um, physical health, you know, you need to do the same basic things to stay physically healthy. And when you stay physically healthy, when you get enough sleep, eat right, exercise right, uh, you um, you not only are more uh, protected from a host of illnesses, but you also enjoy your life more. The same thing is true with what we like to call people safety. We realized that people kept defining what we did in terms of preventing problems. And it's, it's, it's if you were to say, uh, if you defined fire safety as limiting it to burning prevention, it would uh, ignore all the wonderful things that fire brings into our lives. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so we say people safety means uh, the skills and strategies for being safe with and around people, including ourselves and others. And we teach uh, in a very uh, positive and practical way how to uh, recognize what is and is not safe, uh, how to build the belief that we all have the right to be emotionally and physically safe, how to communicate what we do and don't want, uh, what to do when there's difficult or dangerous problems with people. Mm 
how to be persistent in asking for help when people might not want to help you at first because of their own overwhelm or lack of awareness or problems, and how to protect our feelings in our bodies when others act in ways that are hurtful. And then how to stay in charge of ourselves so that we make safe and respectful choices, uh, even if we're upset with somebody. Yeah, you know, that, that last one, Irene, I really, I, I love a lot because I've been somebody, it's been a long time coming, but, you know, but, uh, the whole theme of personal responsibility and accountability for, for ourselves, because that's truly what we only have control over. In, yes. the, in the world around us, right? So that on that note, I think that's it. That's and you you've touched on some of the things that will answer this next question. But I I think taking charge of oneself is important, and when it comes to balancing ourselves, in so that we're working on life more joyfully rather than more yes. stress, more stressfully, right? Was, right. Would, yeah. Would you agree? Yes. So the um. You know, the, the kinds of things when you can, when you have the tools for preventing problems with people and the tools for taking leadership and overcoming the discomfort that gets in the way and the tools for developing, you know, healthier, happier relationships, which add joy and meaning to our lives, then we do have more balance. Um, and when we can manage our personal triggers, uh, things that cause us to explode with feelings, uh, and to recognize when that's happening and then put ourselves in balance. If you have a set, we have eight emotional safety skills that could probably be the subject of a whole other discussion, um, that are for protecting ourselves as well as creating boundaries for ourselves. I'm also a real believer, and this is part of this in, in mindfulness, uh, staying in the moment. Yes. And that's easy to say. And, and you know, lots of practices and how to do that, right? Um, and then when we know what gets in the way of our best selves and of our living according to our own values, then we can overcome this. Uh, something that I think is I've been studying a lot uh, lately is the it's called the ACEs study. It's uh, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. Uh -huh. uh, this was done by Kaiser Permanente, and it was about the impact of trauma on uh, health. And it was funded by the National Institutes of Health, and so they studied a lot of people, starting to do interviews and finding that bad things that happened in childhood and less addressed leave us uh, uh, vulnerable to a lot of problems, emotional and physical problems, no, not only as children, but throughout our lives, including things like uh, more prone to heart disease because, uh, and, and cancer. So things that you wouldn't think were caused by maybe having been severely bullied or neglected or abused right. as a child, but they do because it causes more stress and illnesses are, um, are often aggravated or even created by stress. So I think understanding the impact of trauma and then knowing how to take care of ourselves if, if things have happened, and very few of us escape childhood without something bad happening, right? And you then know, gratitude, you know? You know, what I was just going to add something in there just for, as, to add a, pers a personal touch from my own experience is that yeah. I know everybody has... There's, there's different things that may have happened to us, again, that were either 
extremely horrific or just, you know, some, something that was uh, some kind of trauma, as you were referring to, that affects us later in life. And I, I did have those. I had mm-hmm. grew up in domestic violence as well as, as, as um, sexual abuse. And I know that later in my late teens, early adulthood, I begin to manifest severe anxiety and panic attacks. Um, mm-hmm. From with, with from some of these things, and again, this wasn't you know there wasn't a repressed scenario where I just would, you know, remembering things that happened. I always knew everything that happened, mm-hmm. it, but it manifested itself later on. And even in my twenties, which was not a fun decade for me, um, was uh, some health problems, weight issues. I mean, it was really it was horrible. And I mean, and and, and there's there's different layers I think with with individuals that may not be that extreme or some versions of that. But I, again, I can attest to the fact the stuff comes back to haunt. <laughs> yes. It definitely and then, does. And then you got help for it, right? I, oh, and, absolutely. I did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I did. And that makes all the difference in the world. If we just say, okay, that was then, this is now, it's never going to affect me again. Exactly. That's like building on an earthquake fault. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And I did. And so I think, I think to your point, of that there are there are exercises there are programs there are things that people that we can all do to empower ourselves and to be more mindful and to kind of just take ownership over the w- the way that we react and the emotional triggers that you're referring to and you're right I would love to do a show <laughs> at some point <laughs> just on those because I've, uh-huh. learned, I've learned a tremendous amount in fact speaking of that I what I wanted to just kind of segue to a little bit is because my wife Amy is a certified kid power instructor and is i'm just thrilled to death that she's part of this organization now it's, oh, so are we yeah and it's a, and it's such an important part of our family dynamic mm. as well because even prior to kid power we were you know we we had kind of we we're immersed in the positive discipline um methodology of of you know pre pre-toddler uh preschool development for example anyway the point is you're you're continuing to build teams within your organization so that you can focus on further developing and field testing your curriculum that's really what i wanted to go to is besides Mm -hmm. acknowledging that amy's part of it how do you test these new activities workshops and kid power content well we've been doing this now we formed as a nonprofit in 1989 and we gathered a group of people uh, at that time, and we said we want to empower. We were starting with kids, so kids, and not frighten them. We wanted to make things fun, uh, and we wanted them to be successful. Turns out that inadvertently, we came up with what are now, many, many years later, defined as best practices mm-hmm. in teaching prevention skills. Um, and we... And so what we did is we started by, field, by, by doing a little class and learn with those intentions and then learning from what happened and then doing another class. Our first class had seven students in it. Um, and we continued to do that. And then we realized we, very early on that we had to involve parents. And uh, from the get-go, we couldn't just teach the kids and not teach their parents. So we needed to right. bring and to have a common language for safety, and then how to involve their, all the people around them, their educators, their physicians, everybody. So we bring high quality, like Amy, into our organization, and we, uh, take, we're taking things where we have now developed quite a large curriculum 
um, that has been field tested where we've gotten feedback and then made changes and gotten more feedback, putting a tremendous amount into writing. Uh, if you go to the Kid Power website, you'll see a lot of books. And I've just uh, we've just published a new set of teaching books, um, this curriculum for educators that can uh, make it easy for somebody to just pick up a book and teach. But we make a big distinction between people like Amy, who we certify, that right. means we're vouching for them, right. and people we share with. We share with everybody. Right, sure. We make our, people can buy our books. Uh, we have a lot of free stuff on our website library. We, um, uh, we provide all sorts of ways of sharing with people, but we, when we certify somebody, they go through quite an extensive screening process. They work very closely with us, and uh, and we get to know each other so that uh, we can. And then those people create teams for outreach, for helping. That's what Amy's helping us do in the Santa Cruz County community right. is greatly increasing our ability to access schools and organizations which uh, I think the heightened community awareness because of a tragedy that happened here last summer. Right, right. And, uh, and then I, we have people who are helping us, and Amy's helping with this also, by bringing us into uh, schools and uh, letting us continue to, the process of field testing the materials that we have and the training that we have. Right. No, that's great. So that said, then, what, what is the primary vision, Irene, for Kid Power going forward? And, and how, are you, how do you plan on fulfilling it? Well, you know, I, I only think big. That's <laughs> My good. vision is that every person on our planet has the opportunity to learn Kid Power skills and strategies sure. while keeping our quality high as we grow. That's the, that's the thing. So the, we are not going to just throw out our quality standards to the winds if, while we're growing. We're going to find ways to share within boundaries. Um, in, 19, in, in this year, in, in, in 2016, we're setting a target of a million people gaining greater safety and confidence through uh, our, uh, our resources, our educational resources, website partnerships. And, um, and we're doing that uh, through the outreach and through the help of a lot of different people. Sure, absolutely. So you, a million people, just a tiny number, right, to reach. Uh, but, but, but very possible, though, and I'd say that tongue-in-cheek because I, I think it's admirable and not, not, I don't, and not just aspirational. I think based on what I know of what your organization has done since 1989, quite achievable as well. So that so what are the what are some of the options then really quickly about long distance training options as well as the partnerships that you have in the works okay great because part of the problem is we can't you know we, because we're very careful about who we certify we can't be physically everywhere right and people come to us and they they go through make a huge commitment uh, it's, it's a commitment on both sides uh, the person and our organization so in Sharing our work long distance, we've developed these new teaching book series that uh, really make our curriculum very accessible. I just did a Skype training with the head of school in New York City. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Excellent. And, and train, she had the books and I had the books and we trained her and she was thrilled. 
So we're using uh, technology to uh, do, and, and we even practiced. It couldn't touch. I couldn't touch her, but I could coach her. <laughs> sure, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so so that um, that's one of the the, the long distance options we have. Uh, and uh, for example, with a partnership, could be so that's alt school. Right. Uh, and then 4-H of Colorado is. Uh, uh, we have a they they license our material and are uh, creating modules that they're incorporating with some of their clubs, and so that's another way of sharing. We have a big partnership with My Gym International, where we provide them with Kid Power Safety Minutes that they uh, distribute to all of their instructors, and they do uh, five minutes of teaching safety the Kid Power way in all of their classes all over the world every week. Wow! Wow! That's definitely quite a reach. How do people listening to this podcast um, at, at any point in the future, how can they get involved in Kid Power? Not necessarily uh, to become an instructor, although that could, is very possible, but just in general, how, how, wh- what should we do? Well, first go to the website at www.kidpower.org. Um, email us with questions at safety at kidpower.org. Um, look at our Kid Power Protection Promise. This is something you can do right now with every child in your life. Just tell kids, you are very important to me. And if you have a safety problem, I want to know. Uh, even if I'm too busy or you promise not to tell or somebody we care about will be upset or you did something wrong, tell me and I'll do everything in my power to help you. Amen. <laughs> Think of the impact if everybody did that. Yeah, I know, I know, and that it's that's a, definitely one of the nicer thoughts of the day these days, especially. Yeah. yeah. So, so agreed, Irene. So, listen. Lastly, outside of all things, kid power. What in, what else inspires you day to day? Well, I am going to have been married forty two years to a wonderful Dutchman. That's where I got my Dutch last name means from the sand, and I grew up in the middle of the Mojave Desert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> and Ed, and, uh, and our family and friends, our kids and friends, and, you know, we like to hike a lot, and I like to go in nature, and I, I love to read. So that, along with Kid Power, pretty much fills my life. Oh, very nice. I, I, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. And again, congratulations on, a, on such a, w- a wonderful and beautiful long relationship. That's, that's what I have as well. And I'm, I can't, we'll be there at some point. So, so thank you, Irene, so much for your well, time thank you. on the podcast. And, and uh, keep, keep sharing, keep Kid Powering, as I tell uh, Amy. And, <laughs> and we'll, talk to, we'll talk with you again soon. Okay, thank you so much. It's great to talk with you. Reach wise, reach well, reach west, and live the effectual stretch. We'll feel you next time on Reach West Radio. <laughs> Let's try it again. I love Reach West Radio. I love Reach West Radio. Reach West, Reach West Area. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> <laughs>